How's everybody holding up out there? Uh, this is just getting crazier and crazier, this COVID-19 pandemic. We have received word that we're starting to open back up next week, and I'll be interested to see what that looks like. Uh, I'm worried that it's going to be an opening of the floodgates with everybody rushing to resume business as usual and that causing a whole host of other uh, unforeseen uh, issues and, and obstacles and, and ripple effects. So I'm a little bit nervous about what next week looks like. But uh, this week, we're still quarantined. We're still social distancing. And so uh, I'm taking the time to do episode two of Bored to Death, uh, compendium to the Barely Legal podcast. And uh, last week, we talked about uh, some TV shows, podcasts, music, etc., that we liked. And so today, I figured what I would do is kind of give you a smorgasbord or a charcuterie plate of great directors who are out and about recently and some of the movies that you should seek out. Uh, I should say that uh, growing up in the 80s, I was born in 75, but growing up in the 80s, I kind of came up in the time of the slasher flick. So, uh, you know, Friday the 13th, Halloween, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, these types of things. And uh, candidly, they scared the shit out of me. It was not something that I liked watching as a kid, and I'm not super thrilled about watching as an adult. So historically, I've not been much of a uh, horror fan or a gore fan, but in my dotage, I have come to appreciate certain directors that incorporate maybe some elements of that into their repertoire. So as I've gotten older, I've started to enjoy maybe some more horror films, scarier films, or, or, or violent films, things of that nature. Hopefully that's not a sign of anything to be concerned about, but in any event. So for today, I picked five directors that maybe you've not heard about. Just going to touch on some of their movies and maybe some of the people that are in there and talk about those, and hopefully that'll give you some ideas about maybe what you can uh, binge this weekend or in the coming weeks if you decide that you're not going to rush back to the beaches right away. So... The five directors are Robert Eggers, Jeremy Saulnier, Yorgos Lanthimos, Ari Aster, and C. Craig Zoller. Uh, these guys have put out a number of films each that have shown them to be voices of a new generation. They've taken from their uh, contemporaries of the 70s, 80s, 90s, etc., and kind of fashioned them into hybrids of their own that almost kind of in my mind at least, have created kind of a new wave of directors and film that uh, I'm really excited about. So Robert Eckers, uh, he did two films that I wanted to talk to you about. One is called The Witch. The other one is called The Lighthouse. And The Witch doesn't really star any actors that you'll probably recognize. The, the main guy in The Witch that I recall, he was actually in the English version of The Office, um, but uh, that's that's uh, a, a period film, and it takes place with this super super fundamental Christian family who are kind of ousted from the community that they're in, or at least they they leave the community that they're in because they are even more uh, strict with how they w wish to conduct their lives than what the community is, and they go out and live on the fringe. And just a series of events. Obviously, the the film being entitled The Witch, you can guess who they might run into out in the woods, but just a dark, well-acted, really great film. And then The Lighthouse is one I just saw. This was the follow-up to that film, and that has uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe 
Manning a Lighthouse. This one is black and white. And again, it's a period film, but it's just really cool. They are basically stand, stranded in a lighthouse and there's just, they kind of lose it. And the film kind of follows that path with them. So really worthwhile. Great move pieces uh, worth your time. Next is uh, Jeremy Saulnier. I really dig him. I saw his first film, Blue Ruin, on Netflix about four or five years ago and was just blown away. Uh, he is very much like Sam Peckinpah, if you might know who that is. Uh, I think uh, it's the Marathon Man, and there's an, what's the other one with Dustin Hoffman where the, the, the dentist is pulling his teeth out? That's the Marathon Man. There's another one with Dustin Hoffman where he's like stuck in a cabin with his, his wife and he has to fight off the locals. But uh, at any event, Blue Ruin, Green Room, and Hold the Dark, three great films from Jeremy Saulnier. Blue Ruin is kind of a revenge flick. Uh, Green Room is really cool. This punk band kind of goes off the beaten path and ends up playing a concert for a gang of skinheads. Uh, they witness a murder and they actually get stuck in the green room and are trying to, you know, fight for their lives to get out. And uh, the thing that's cool about that one is Patrick Stewart, you know, who plays Jean-Luc Picard in Star Trek. He's kind of the main baddie skinhead in that one. So different role for him, really cool. And then lastly is Hold the Dark. That came out just within the past two years or so that's got Jeffrey Wright who you might know from the Westworld TV show and then uh, Alexander Skarsgård who uh, he was in True was a True Blood and he's been in a bunch of stuff too um, but that one's pretty cool Jeffrey Wright plays a biologist who's uh, brought in to find a child who's supposedly been carried off by a pack of wolves and that setup really doesn't alert you to where that movie goes from there that movie takes a big old right turn and becomes something completely in and of itself, but uh, Jeremy Saulnier's movies, there's always kind of a slow boil punctuated by just extreme acts of violence that kind of catch you off guard, but both, well, all three great movies. Next is uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, and if, if there's somebody who has inherited the mantle of Stanley Kubrick, in my mind, it's this guy. He's a Greek director, and three great films that I've seen recently of his are The Lobster, uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, and The Favorite. Lobster and the Killing of a Sacred Deer, the main actor is Colin Farrell in both. Lobster's kind of crazy, and in that world, it's kind of an alternate reality where if you're not married by, I think it's like age 40, uh, society hauls you off to this camp where you have a month to find your, your, your soulmate and get married, and if you don't, you get turned into the animal of your choosing. So work that one through your brain for a moment. Uh, the Killing of Sacred Deer is a little bit more straightforward. It's based on a Greek tragedy. Uh, the title, Killing of a Sacred Deer, is actually kind of a shout-out to that. Very interesting movie. And then The Favorite is probably one of the movies most of you might have heard about because I think it got some award love uh, when it came out. That's got Olivia Coleman, who's great in The Crown, playing uh, an older version of The Queen. Uh, and then Emma Stone and Rachel Wise are kind of vying for attention. The favorite is a little less kooky than those first two, but definitely has uh, aspects of it that are a little bit surreal. So Yorgos Lanthimos, if you like Stanley Kubrick, if you like kind of surreal movies, he's a great director. Next is Ari Aster. And he had uh, two movies that really blew me away. The first is Hereditary. Uh, that's starring Tony Collette and Gabriel Byrne. And uh, this is a horror movie. This is a straightforward horror movie, but just so well done, so well done. And it, it kind of, along with The Witch uh, and The Lighthouse and some other directors and movies are kind of ushering in kind of a new era of horror movies. And these are, these are cinema. You know, they're not slasher flicks. They're not 
pop poppy, you know, throwaway movies. They're actually legit films. And uh, I, I don't even know how to explain Hereditary other than to say that uh, Tony Collette finds out that she, uh, her mother may not have been who she thought that she was. And then Midsummer, which just came out recently, is trippy as hell. You won't recognize probably many of the actors in that movie. But effectively in that movie, this young girl gets uh, whisked away to, I don't remember if it was like Norway or Sweden or where, but they kind of go to this weird festival, this Swedish Scandinavian festival. Uh, there's a lot of uh, hallucinogens involved and weird uh, weird pageants and things that go on, and it just gets darker, weirder, trippier. And the great thing about Midsummer is don't just focus on the actors in the middle of the screen. Keep your eyes kind of peeled for the periphery of your screen because the director did a lot of weird stuff with the visuals. There's a lot of hidden hidden Easter eggs and things where they shouldn't be and uh, that one is kind of one that keeps giving so several watches of that will turn up some different uh stuff than maybe you saw the first time but midsummer definitely worth your time so finally uh of the five is c craig zoller and i don't know how i came upon his first movie but it, it seemed like it was a western film called bone tomahawk kurt russell's the main guy in it it's got um Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, you might remember from Lost. And it starts off like a pretty regular uh, Western movie, but quickly goes off the rails. And towards the end, one of the most violent scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And it, you, I, I, I don't even want to ruin the surprise, but you have to see it to believe it. It's just a bananas movie. So it's, it's a Western that kind of turns into a horror film at the end, basically... It's a search movie, you know, that they're they're trying to find somebody who was abducted and they come across these Indians who are uh, different, to say the least. But uh, again, kind of similar in, in a lot of ways to Jeremy Saulnier, where there's a lot of a, a slow burn and then the end just, it kind of blows up. Um, another one, which I really loved, and the, the, the title of it is such a, such a ode to grindhouse movies and kind of pulpy movies, exploitation movies, but it's called Brawl in Cell Block 99. It stars Vince Vaughn, and what's great about it is it's Vince Vaughn as you've never seen him before. Uh, usually Vince Vaughn, you know, you're, you're used to the Wedding Crashers or Swingers where he's kind of the snarky, smart-ass guy. Well, in this one, he's neither of those two things. He's a badass, and it's it's just amazing. He kind of a downward spiral through the uh, prison system uh, culminating in kind of a face-off with Don Johnson of Miami Vice fame. So really violent, but really good, really entertaining. And that leads us to the last film, which is uh, Dragged Across Concrete. Now, this one was a little bit controversial because it had Mel Gibson in it. And, you know, ever since Mel Gibson kind of became persona non grata, he's had several failed attempts to kind of ingratiate himself and come back into Hollywood. I don't know that C. Craig Zoller is necessarily a Hollywood director, but, uh, you know, any movie that, that seems to have Mel Gibson in it these days doesn't really get a wide release because of some of the uh, anti-Semitic stuff that he said. But in any event, in this one, it's Mel Gibson, it's Vince Vaughn again, and they play partners, police officers who, uh, you know, basically they're going to stop a bank robbery but take the money for themselves. And it just, again... True to form for, for, for this director and kind of these directors, it's kind of a, you know, slow 
methodical piece that just goes crazy towards the end. So if you don't like violent movies, if you don't like scary movies, if you don't like movies that kind of uh, push push the limits, these may not be for you, but I've loved these directors and these movies. I've seen them all probably within the past five or six years, and usually when I recommend these movies to people, they seem to appreciate it. Uh, so hopefully you'll seek them out. I would love to hear from you. If you've watched them based on my recommendation, please write me. You can go on the Barely Legal uh, podcast Facebook page and write me what you thought. You can tell me they sucked. You can tell me you loved them. You can ask me questions. We can talk about them. Hopefully it'll inspire a conversation. Uh, I, uh, next week I want to talk about the Beastie Boys documentary, which came out last week, the uh, Murder in the Front Row documentary about the Bay Area thrash scene that came out last week. Uh, and Blade of Sur has another album already. I just reviewed one of their albums last week. He's got another one that just came out today, so maybe we'll talk about that. Anyway, hope everybody is staying sane, staying safe, uh, filling their time with worthwhile things, and hopefully this is helping you a little bit with that. I appreciate you uh, giving me your time, and hopefully you're enjoying this. So take care, everybody. (laughs) 